With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in. This is the FPC Chiefs podcast here on this Tuesday edition of the show. I'm Braden Holacek, the managing editor and writer for Full Press Coverage Chiefs of FullPressCoverage.com. Uh, recapping the NFL draft today it was an exciting weekend. Um, I thought first off the virtual NFL draft well went about as well as it could have, uh, given the circumstances of the weekend. I think everybody involved, the coaches, the general managers, um, really everybody did a great job on this weekend. And, and I mean, the coverage of it was pretty awesome as well. Um, just to see that the coaches and the general managers interaction, the videos, of uh, making the calls to the picks. That was pretty cool to see compared to other years where you don't really get to see that interaction. So that was cool to see um, with the NFL Draft 2020, given the first virtual NFL Draft um, on the on the weekend. So um, I do feel a little bit of a sense of emptiness that the NFL Draft is over. I mean, a lot of teams I think did pretty well. There wasn't a lot of teams that I think you could point to and say, you know, it was a horrible draft. There is a few out there, but overall, it was a pretty good weekend for most teams. They either helped themselves out in some way or filled some needs uh, for the long-term future. And I think the Kansas City Chiefs did a pretty good job of that. I We had the um, Chiefs NFL draft results article come out yesterday to begin the week on Monday, just talking about how the rich are getting richer. And the Chiefs um, in the first round kind of made all the analytics Folks, uh, disappointed or sad or angry with the selection of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the LSU running back, first running back taken in the 2020 NFL draft to end the first round at number 32 overall. Now, the biggest thing here is just the fact that Kansas City has said they view Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as a franchise type of back. Um, They did pick up Damian Williams' contract option earlier this offseason, so he will be back in 2020, but it almost seems like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be uh, receiving a lot of opportunities in his rookie season. Of course, you know, Sean McCoy was with the team last year. He didn't see a lot of action um, in the second half of the season after fumbles 
and some production kind of hurt his stock a little bit. Um, so that's something that with that draft pick, I am going to look uh, into writing something soon on what um, to expect from the other Chiefs running backs. What will they do with the rest of the roster um, at that position at the depth chart? But the biggest thing is, I think, with this pick, um, my immediate reaction, even though I kind of said a lot in the pre-draft process, is I, I didn't necessarily know if they were going to run a uh, running back period especially one early. I was pretty excited with this pick just for the fact that it was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You know, I, I really like DeAndre Swift as a prospect, and same goes for J.K. Dobbins, but I think the biggest thing is is that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire can come in and pick up right where he left off um, from his time at LSU. His receiving ability is probably the biggest part of his game, but as a running back, too, um, he makes a lot of defenders miss. So I, one thing I kind of wrote in the draft recap articles, just my immediate reaction is the Chiefs uh, can get so much out of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in a variety of ways. Um, he fits perfectly in the zone rushing concept that this offense uses, and his change of direction skills, cutting ability, and vision are off the charts. Um, there were so many plays if you look at the All-22 film, which I know it's hard to find that out there for you know casual listeners, but... Um, the all 22 angles of his runs this season where he would just simply cut back out of nowhere, step back or step to the side and defenders dove and missed him by a mile. It was just really interesting to see how often he would do that and not much defenders would pick up on it or opponents would pick on it, uh, pick up on it going into the next game. So um, just the fact that he breaks tackles so easily, that's something we wrote about in his draft profile as well. We wrote draft prospect profile about CEH back in March and just seeing how many times on film he used his free hand to swipe defenders away to the side or, or you know, behind him, um, showed, up, showed, up, uh, showed up a lot on tape, showed how comfortable he was with that. And again, I think the other thing is, and Brett each kind of touched on this after drafting Edward Talaire, is just the fact that he thinks, um, you know, he can he can kind of chew up a lot of clock late um, in the fourth quarter. Fans may not remember how difficult some games were last season for the Chiefs to close out late um, in the fourth quarter with the lead. That's something they had with Kareem Hunt before he got released, and that situation all went down. But with Damian Williams, I don't think it's all been totally his fault. I think the thing is it's just that despite the you know many ways that the Chiefs can beat you, um, they're just not used to handing the ball off time after time in the fourth quarter. I think Edward Tillier, um will allow a lot more comfort, uh, comfort and and a lot more, um, you know, happiness in those times and um, make life easier on the Chiefs' offense in those moments. So that that was really an impressive pick. I mean, I've liked that draft pick for the Chiefs more and more since it happened. I know there was a lot of kind of um, you know. Um, disagreement from Chiefs fans I saw on Friday morning after the draft pick. I know they didn't necessarily want them uh, to go running back early or, you know, in the first round. But the thing is, I think the the main thing is, is just Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think, fits the Chiefs greater than any running back in the draft for a really good running back class. And also you take a look at, you know, just what they've said about the pick. In fact, they view him as a franchise type of back. And just the words they've used about him could mean a lot for Edward Solaire early on in his career. Second round pick, Willie Gay Jr. Now, this is a guy that I 
you know, other years he probably would have been known a little bit more um, in the pre-draft process by NFL draft fans just because of their circumstances of a fully virtual draft. You know, a lot of focus was on other positions. But for the linebacker spot, too, um, first off at Mississippi State, he did deal with some off-field stuff. He got um, academic type of suspension, I think, after um, being caught cheating on a test. And he kind of came out and said that, you know, he did, in fact, cheat on it. You know, it's something that, um, you know, he kind of just took took it and took the punishment. Um, and then there was another instance off the field um, in their practice leading up to a bowl game this past winter where um, he got in a fight with one of the Mississippi State quarterbacks and punched, um, punched the quarterback and ended up kind of having to deal with that. So there is some stuff there where um, – you know, there was questions by other teams. How would that be addressed? But I think the Chiefs have been able to, you know, um, you know, work those those kind of kinks out with with prospects over the last few years, especially with Andy Reid um, being the head coach. He's a guy that uplifts a lot of his players. So Willie Gay Jr., I mean, you look at what he does on the field, though, very, very rangy linebacker, has the sideline to sideline uh, type of type of ability. He can cover pretty well. He was actually college football's uh, top-rated coverage linebacker since 2017. So obviously the linebacker need and having one that can cover was really high on the Chiefs um, list in this draft. And Gay Jr., I think, fits perfectly with what they're wanting. Um, some people have already kind of compared him to Derek Johnson, the former Chief great linebacker. Um, maybe a little bit too ambitious, but it's not hard to see where people are making those comparisons just because uh, Gay Jr. can play all three linebacker spots, the Will, the Mike, or the Sam. He can cover tight ends and running backs, um, and he's not afraid to stick his face in the fan and, and blow people up. He embraces contact, and I think what you'll see with Willie Gay Jr. is just the fact that I think he gets stronger as the game gets going, even though you would think, you know, sometimes play, players make these big hits or, you know, they're a little bit woozy after making a big hit. But really, um, Willie Gay Jr. gets stronger as the game goes on with more consistent tackling and the big hits follow. So he's a guy that um, is always going to get his hat to the football, and that pairs well right now with what Kansas City has. And Anthony Hitchens, who doesn't really have that comfort level in coverage consistently, and Damian Wilson, who's all right in coverage, but still um, not quite as rangy as Willie Gay Jr. And, and another thing, you know, we talked about with Edward Tolaire, they view him as a franchise type of running back. The thing is with Willie Gay Jr., they thought he had first-round talent. So this is another player where they were really high on. Andy Reid said that they were kind of holding their breath, that he would be available there at 63rd overall at the end of the second round. Um, so they, they view this guy as a turnover machine, a guy that can make a lot of plays in different areas of the football field for them. So to me, I mean, this is a pick. I think it's it's kind of funny how it's been um, been receptive for Chiefs fans or just other fans in general. I mean, the fact that I think it definitely feels a need, but I think it wasn't like as flashy maybe as some of their other picks for the national media or, or for the reactions just because it's a guy that, um, you know, doesn't, doesn't seem like he had uh, as good of late value as some of their, their other picks. I kind of took him a little bit earlier than what some people were expecting anyway. But this is, I think, one of their better picks. I mean, perfect for what they needed at the linebacker position, Who or which despite, you know, the need at corner, I think that was their top need anyway. 
going into the 2020 NFL draft. You need that guy who can make a immediate impact, but also be there for the long-term outlook uh, for the team. So our uh, one of our new writers for FTC Chiefs, Kyle Jones, this was his reaction to the Willie Gay Jr. pick. He said, you know, he has the skill set that NFL teams look for in a linebacker. He has the speed to get wherever he wants on the field. Um, when he gets to where he wants to, Gay Jr. follows it up with the ability to wrap up and bring players to the ground. And whether it be inside or in the open field, he seeks contact as much as any player in the class. Um, and the last thing that Kyle kind of touched on with this pick is just getting his downhill ability will be to the Chiefs' benefit. And I think, you know, there were a lot of Chiefs fans that wanted Kenneth Murray to be one of the Chiefs' draft picks this year, and he has that downhill ability. But I think with Gay Jr., he's a guy, like other linebackers in this class, that can do both. He has the downhill ability and the coverage ability to go sideline to sideline or up the field uh, with the players. With the other pick on day two, round three, 96th overall. Um, I mean, I, I really like all the picks, but for some reason, and I can't really explain why yet, I think it's just the fact that... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This guy, just getting him in this round three spot, I think is just so impressive. Lucas Niang, the TCU offensive lineman, is one of my more favorite draft picks in this class just because he's basically your offensive tackle of the future due to the age and injury history for you know, Eric Fisher, and then Mitchell Schwartz has been good for a long time. But again, you never know when your offensive tackle is going to um, need reinforcement or, you know, need to uh, need to have that guy on his side just in case he goes down. But Mitchell Schwartz, I mean, he has that consecutive games played streak, um, you know, for his name. So he's very proud of that. But I think it's such a good pick. Again, the offensive tackle, the future but Brett Beach also said that this is a guy they think can step in and play guard right away. Um, you know, a guy that probably would have been picked higher again here, but torn hip labrum ended his season last year at TCU after seven games. So the, you know, with, with the whole circumstances of the coronavirus and not having those pre-draft visits, a lot of teams did not have the medical information they wanted so for a guy like Lucas Nian, that kind of hurt him a little bit. Not totally his fault, though. But 
the Chiefs feel, I guess, like the medicals check out. And, you know, again, this is where good teams stay good. Sitting in the spot at the end of round three and getting the value of Lucas Nian, who I think probably would have been a top 40, top 50 player if it wasn't for the torn hip labrum last season. Um, the thing is for him, he moved, he moves so swift and nimbly for a six foot seven, 328 pound lineman. Um, you know, I think he feels ready to go coming off the injury. And, and again, they believe he can slide in at guard right away. The important thing to note for him too, I think with the injury, I mean, no injury is ever going to necessarily benefit you. I mean, you have the track on your tires now. But the thing is for Lucas Niang, he actually arrived at TCU at age 17. So he's still only 21 years old, meaning that, you know, even if he ha still has a little bit of restriction with that hip, um, you can take the time and, and he'll still be in a good spot moving forward in, you know, the next year or two after this draft. So Lucas Niang also did not allow a sack at TCU ever in his 27 starts for the team. Um, I think he fits the zone rushing team perfectly in the deep passing set style of Kansas City really well. Um, his power at the point of attack can be seen multiple times on tape. And again, his length, extension, and hand technique is more of his desirable trade. So Kansas City, you know, again, gets to reap the rewards here of this uh, little bit of a, you know, slide for Lucas Niang at 96 overall. Moving on to day three, this is where, you know, it's important for the good teams, you know, to find these value picks or find the guys that fit the, their top needs. And the Chiefs did that a couple of times with the cornerback position. Jarius Sneed and Bo Pete Keys, two guys from Conference USA, one from Louisiana Tech with Sneed and the other one from Tulane with Keys. And um, I think the important thing here is, you know, they're maybe not looked at as, you know, as good of corners as maybe what the Chiefs could have gotten by some people. Some people don't like these picks, but overall, they fit what the Chiefs want in cornerbacks with the physicality, the ball skills, the ability to play press man coverage. Uh, two guys that are similarly um, similar in size to Charvarius Ward. So it's easy to see what Brett Beach is wanting and seeing for the cornerback position right now. Guys that can play sticky in coverage, have the ball skills, and again, just have this athletic type of traits um, to blend in with their size. So, you know, Snead is a guy that that did do pretty well at Louisiana Tech playing cornerback his first three years. They moved him to safety last year, though. Wasn't one of his better um, better runs there at safety, I think, overall. You know, he still did okay. He still had a couple takeaways, uh, some plays on the football, but just having the nose that he does for the football, I think it showed that he's more impressive at cornerback. And that's where the Chiefs already said that they're probably going to play him. With Bo Pete Keys in the seventh round, you know, they traded back in to get him. He gave up a 2021 sixth round pick to the Tennessee Titans to go get this guy because in their mind, they thought it was going to be hard to um, win the win the um, recruiting battle, so to speak in undrafted free agent process after the draft. They thought this was going to be a guy that a lot of teams were, were uh, going to be going after. And Bo Pete is kind of an interesting guy. If I remember right here, um, just kind of reading, he actually did not start playing football in high school until like his junior season. So he's still pretty raw in some ways, but a guy that has a lot of traits, again, that Kansas City likes. They go back into the seventh round to get him. And I think this is a guy that, Arguably, you know, for some people, could have been picked just as high as Legarius Sneed. So 
Um, this, with Snead, he has elite speed. I think there's a little bit more rawness right to the game of Bo Peak Keys. But overall, two guys that fit their mold and they like what they can do um, while developing them, especially right now when you still have Tarverius Ward, Rashad Breeland, uh, Rashad Fenton as their primary guys. Those are two pretty good A3 picks, two guys that I would be very excited about going forward for Kansas City. Their other day three pick in between those two cornerbacks was Mike Dana. And I don't think this is a bad pick necessarily just because um, Mike Dana is a football player. You know, he's shown some good things at Central Michigan. You know, at Michigan, he was a very smart, instinctive, hardworking player. I think it's just he's more of an unknown guy. So that's what makes this maybe more of a voter graded pick for some people. Um, not, not really because he has nothing to offer to the defense. I think just, again, he's more of an unknown guy, transferred from Central Michigan to come to Michigan last year in 2019 and just didn't really have a lot of production during the season. Uh, the Shrine game is actually where he kind of took off in late January uh, before, the se- uh, before the Senior Bowl. So he's a guy that I think um, Brendan Daly, the Chiefs defensive line coach, kind of said, you know, they think he has the smart smart um traits the 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 passion and the fire to come in and and play multiple positions on the defensive line set the edge if he needs to or if you move him inside a little bit he has the ability to kind of stack blockers up and provide pressure so Mike Dana a little bit more of an unknown guy but right now he's a guy that the Chiefs have actually had their um had their eye on earlier in the pre-draft process so they've been kind of in on this guy a little bit so that's going to help a lot too uh, for Kansas City, if Dana, you know, it's a guy seen that maybe doesn't have um, the traits that some people were looking for a defensive end. But overall, I like what he brings, just kind of looking a little bit at him on tape and on video. Um, heavy hands, so that fits the Steve Spagnolo profile for defensive end. And you have a little bit of, you know, first step explosiveness that isn't really talked about enough for Mike Dana. So really like his ability to pursue the football and have those traits that Steve Spagnuolo covets at defensive end. Overall, I think it's a pretty good draft for the Chiefs, like they said in the article. I mean, the rich get richer. Um, you know, again, a lot of people are going to point to, you know, filling needs. They didn't do it till day three at cornerback, um, you know, and and they went running back round one. But for the analytics people, I think the analytics, it's, it's still important for the NFL game, but it's not the be-all, end-all, and it's not, you know – going to matter for a guy like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire who can beat you in so many different ways um, in the Chiefs offense. He's a guy at LSU last year. He saw a lot of light boxes in the front seven. He's going to see that again just because of the Chiefs' ability to to spread you out and force you to kind of play a lot of guys wide or a lot of guys deep um, in the deep third. So Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a pick I've liked more and more since it happened. Overall, pretty fun draft class. Um, was it the best draft of all the NFL teams? Probably not. I mean, there were, the AFC West as a whole was really, really good um, as those teams are trying to gear up to try to chase down the Chiefs. The Baltimore Ravens, obviously, another team the Chiefs have to deal with in the AFC, um, had a really good draft. I mean, their thing is, you know, they always have great players fall to them, but it's not just the fact that they're great players and best player available, but they also fit some needs in some way shape or form. So overall, the Chiefs draft pretty good. Um, I like it in a lot of ways, and I still don't think it was the best draft. It was one of the better ones, though, but Brett Beach, I mean, just hearing him, the coaching staff, the um, the other scouts, they're, they're 
comment about these draft picks, I think, has to be exciting if you're a Chiefs fan um, to see what they see right now for both the immediate impact and the long-term future outlook where you're going to have a lot more guys that have had prominent roles become free agents after this season for 2021 next off season. So um, overall, I mean, one thing I kind of wrote about was playing Brett Beach part three because um, with the draft was take cornerback only when the time is right. I think they did that again. Jarius Need and Bo Kiki's doubling down at the position. Um, linebacker that can cover, they got that done with Billy Gay Jr. And the other checklist I had, you know, was get more prediction for Patrick Mahomes and Lucas Niain uh, again in that spot in 96 is extremely good value. And that's how the good teams stay good is in the draft, getting teams in that spot where, you know, they're kind of lucky that they fell that far. So overall, pretty, pretty exciting draft. Like I said, there's a sense of emptiness now that the draft process is over um, as people are already looking on 2021. But um, I guess a few other little quick things to get um, done here and talk about real quick on this episode of the podcast is this, you know, was mostly talking about the draft, but of course with the draft, you know, teams that are starting to make moves to cut their roster down to 90 players. And I think after the draft, the Chiefs were at 94. And as of this recording, they've made two releases already. One of them was backup quarterback Kyle Shermer, who was an undrafted free agent with them last season out of Vanderbilt. The other one, a lot, you know, bigger news really was punter Dustin Colquitt. Um, this is more of a salary cap move. He wasn't going to make, you know, like as much money as some guys on the roster next year. But a guy that they cut, a veteran after 15 seasons, it saves them $2 million in cap space. It sounds like, you know, it wasn't the way that Colquitt wanted things to go down. But Brett Veach has a plan right now, I think, for the salary cap. And, and you know, maybe Colquitt could have taken less money. Um, but for some reason, you know, they didn't do that. They cut him in the end. Uh, so the Chiefs did sign a free agent punter uh, before the draft in Tyler Newsom, former Notre Dame punter. And he spent some time with the Chargers last year. And then they also signed Tommy Townsend from Florida as an undrafted free agent this weekend after the draft. So they got two guys that are going to be competing for the spot. Um, I'll definitely touch more on the Dustin Colquitt release um, in an article that should come out later today about when this episode drops on Tuesday. So um, with Dustin Colquitt, he was the longest tenured chief since 2005 when they drafted him out of Tennessee. So 15 seasons with the team. The longest tenured Chiefs now are the guys that joined the team in 2013. Travis Kelsey, uh, Eric Fisher. I think there's maybe one other name that I can't quite remember now off the top of my head. But um, it's just crazy to see that now everybody that's played at least the season with the Chiefs has never had a losing season. Dustin Colquitt in some ways um, <laughs> you know, was, was some of the better parts of the Chiefs seasons there. For the late 2000s, I remember um, actually going to some games and whenever he would come in to punt, you know, when the Chiefs were really bad, 2007 through 2009 or, you know, even 2012, um, you know, a lot of people were chanting MVP when he came out to punt. So um, definitely tough to see him get released. I mean, uh, you know, someday he'll probably be in the Chiefs Reign of Honor at Arrowhead Stadium, one of the best punters um, in their team history. Um so it's tough to see him go, but at the same time, I think his his play was regressing a little bit more last season, and Brett Beach kind of saw that 
and the salary cap situation and decided to pull the plug. But again, nothing but, you know, thanks, I think, so far from Chiefs fans. That's been spread out all over today. Uh, for Dustin Colquitt, he's got a lot of good friends in Kansas City um, and a lot of fans. So it's tough to see him go. But in the end, um, hopefully one day he will be inducted into the Chiefs Reign of Honor. So we will have an article come out real quick, uh, article come out later today about the Dustin Colquitt release. Of course, you guys can always follow me on Twitter at ebearcat9, all one word, lowercase, and the number nine. Um, follow the FPC Chiefs Twitter account as well at capital F, capital P, capital C underscore Chiefs. Uh, be, be, um, be sure to also follow our new FPC Chiefs writers as well. Kyle Jones is at Kyle underscore Jones 77. He's already had a couple, um, he's had a hand in a couple of pieces already since he joined the team about a week ago. We're hoping to get our other writer, uh, Eric Niffon going as well, um, he has not quite had an article yet, but yeah, he's hoping to get some ideas out there soon, hopefully, and um, we're excited to see what those guys can bring to the team. It's always great to have those those other writers and, um, you know, because they bring a different perspective to the table than, you know, what I've been saying and preaching over the last couple of years here for FPC Chiefs, so I'm excited to have those guys. Um, but yeah, you guys can also go over to Sportscaster, follow the full press coverage page there for daily full press coverage content. Uh, like FPC Radio Live with Ian Glendon and Mike Debate. Um, you go. You guys can go to sportscaster.com slash full press coverage there. And also, if you want to create your own account for Sportscaster, you can do so and broadcast your own opinions out to the sports world, of course. Um, again, I mean, I just talked about the other FPC Chiefs riders. If you're interested in joining the FPC um, team, you can sign up for employment there. Um, and join our team at fullpresscoverage.com slash employment if you're looking to be a writer, podcaster, or an editor. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities out there for anyone who's wanting to join. Um, of course, like I said, we got Dustin Colquitt article coming out later today when this podcast drops. Um, I think I'm also going to look around the AFC West, maybe even do a roundtable. I'll reach out to some of the uh, other AFC West managing editors and see if they're interested, but if not, I'll uh, go solo and just talk about how the entire AFC West had a pretty good weekend with the NFL draft um, from last weekend. And also we'll see what other uh, article ideas come about. Like I said earlier with Clyde edwards Hilaire, it's going to be interesting to see how the rest of the running backs on the roster all are um, affected moving forward, which guys are going to still be on the roster in 2020, which guys aren't. I'm going to probably write about that as well. So a lot of interesting article ideas coming up later this week. As always, just stay tuned to FullPressCoverage.com, FullPressCoverage.com Chiefs, and we will see you guys next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.